Well, praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, take and turn with me to Mark chapter 2. Mark chapter 2, verse 27 and verse 28. And just hold on. Then we're going to go to Genesis chapter 2. All right? Have you ever read something in the Bible, especially in the Gospels or in the, Old, in the New Testament, and wonder what in the world did it really and truly mean? And the significance of what you read or what you study. Mark chapter 2, in the Gospel, we find an interesting conversation between Jesus and the Pharisees. As a matter of fact, the question came down to this, look, why are you doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And then you notice Jesus' response in verse 27 and verse 28. And so Jesus said to them, and here is the part that I want you to notice, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. Verse 28, so the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. So what was it that was so significant in the comments of Jesus concerning this time and this day called the Sabbath? And the question is, is it Was it just one day? We're going to take a look at that this morning. Would you pray together with me? Father, we thank you for the privilege and the opportunity that we have to gather in this place today. And Father, as we do, I pray that the Holy Spirit would speak to our hearts. Father, knowing and resting on your promise that your word would not return unto you void but it would accomplish what you desire. And Father, our prayer this morning is for your will to be done in every heart and life that is here today. And so, Father, may your word accomplish and do what you intend for it to do for your purpose, for your glory, and for your honor. We ask these things. And we ask it all in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. Genesis chapter 2, verse 1 through verse number 3. So thus the heavens and the earth were completed and all of their hosts. By the seventh day, God completed his work which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all of his work which he had done. And Then God blessed the seventh day and he sanctified it or set it apart because in it he rested from all of his work which God had created and made. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made earth and heaven. Number one this morning, I want you to understand this, that God is the one who instituted the Sabbath. Matter of fact, it was God who put it into place. The rest of God on the seventh day tells us that the creation was very good and that it was complete. And here's one of the things that Genesis chapter 2 verse 1 through verse 3 does. And here's, it, it draws us back to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 31. But the Hebrew word for rest that we find in verse 2 and verse number 3 as we look at it, is the Hebrew word Shabbat. 
And so when we consider that, let me, let me just share with you what the word actually means. The word actually means to cease or to stop. And it brings us, as I said, back to chapter 1 and verse 31. And so when you look at verse 31, it says, And God saw all that he had made, and behold, it was very good. The Hebrew word there is mi'od for very And so here's what it means. It means exceedingly or of its highest degree. And so when God looked at all that he created, it was at his highest, most exceedingly perfection that it could be. So when God looked at all of it and he saw where it was, here's what he did. He ceased or he stopped what he was doing. God's work was exceedingly to the highest degree and so good that he stopped and he ceased the very work that he had and was accomplishing. There was no more after the sixth day. And so God, instead of doing more, he ceased from his doing. So in Chapter 2, verse 1 through verse number 3, we find something very interesting also. The Hebrew word for rest in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 2 is also used in Exodus and Leviticus both to outline the observance of the Sabbath day. Most of us here this morning have an idea of our, or our own perception of what this Sabbath is or what it was. Well, as you come to chapter 2 and verse number 2, and then you move from Genesis to Exodus and event, eventually to Leviticus, one of the things that we find is something changes just a little bit. And so this rest that we find in Genesis chapter 2, God... Not that he had to rest, absolutely had nothing to do with whether he was physically exhausted. And I've heard people make this comment, well, if you'd have created all of creation in six days, you'd have rested as well. It's nothing to do with that. Had absolutely nothing to do with the ability of God, whether or not he could continue creating or not. But he had brought it all together. He created an environment by which he placed living things. And then he placed those living things at the end of it, in the culmination of all of it. God created man, and he placed man, and he places man in the Garden of Eden. And everything was good. Matter of fact, it was exceedingly of highest degree good. And so God rested. But take your Bibles and turn with me to Exodus chapter 34. Exodus chapter 34 and verse 21. Exodus chapter 34 and verse 21. Notice what it says. You shall work six days, but on the seventh day you shall rest or Shabbat, even during plowing time and harvest, 
you shall rest. Well, if you go back to chapter 31 and verse 12, you also find something else very interesting. It's the sign of the Sabbath. Chapter 31 of Exodus and verse number 12. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, But as for you, speak to the sons of Israel, saying, You shall surely observe my Sabbaths, for this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. So we see that there is significance to these Sabbaths or to the Sabbath or to this rest spoken of in Genesis chapter number 2. But first of all this morning, one of the things that I want you to take forward as we move on through, the, through these passages of Scripture is that it is God who instituted the Sabbath. It was God who brought the Sabbath into play. Turn with me to Leviticus chapter 16. Leviticus chapter 16, where we find the law detailed out for us. Leviticus chapter 16. Beginning in verse 29. And we find the use of Sabbath again, starting in verse 29. This shall be a permanent statute for you. In the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall humble your souls and not do any work, whether the native or the alien who sojourns among you. For it is on this day that atonement shall be made for you to cleanse you. And you will be clean from all of your sins before the Lord. Now notice verse 31. It is to be a Sabbath of solemn rest for you, that you may humble your souls. It is a permanent statute. Now, what in the world is the significance of this rest? What is the significance of this Sabbath? Well, number two this morning, the Sabbath day command in the law was based on the principle of God's resting or ceasing from work on the seventh day of creation. It is God's institution. This Sabbath day command in the law was based on the principle of God's resting himself. So what do we carry from here? What what is it that that we can draw from this for us today and where we find ourselves? Well, turn with me to Exodus chapter 20. Exodus chapter 20 and verse number 11. Exodus chapter 20 and verse 11. As we find the giving of the Ten Commandments and as we find them listed here, I want you to notice that we find it again. Exodus chapter 20, beginning in verse number 11. I'll tell you what, let's start in verse 8. 
Notice it says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all of your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male or your female servant or your cattle or your sojourner who stays with you. Verse 11, for in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and he rested on the seventh day, the Shabbat. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, but there's something else that is added here, and he made it holy. This is not just a day that was chosen out of thin air. It was a day that God instituted and God set aside on the seventh day after creation. God rested. He ceased from all of his work. Why? Because he saw that it was exceedingly of the highest degree absolutely good. And so he rested. But it didn't stop in Genesis chapter 2. It is going to make its way forward. So when you come to Exodus and you come to the days of Israel and the law. Now the Sabbath has this special emphasis to it. And so it is significant for the children of Israel. Let's go to Exodus chapter 31 and keep reading. We read a couple of verses there. But Exodus chapter 31. And I want you to notice verse 12. Exodus 31 verse 12. Because we're going to find a connection now back to chapter 20 of Exodus in verse number 11. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, But as for you, speak to the sons of Israel, saying, You shall surely observe my Sabbaths. For this is a sign between me and you throughout your generations, that you may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Therefore, you are to observe the Sabbath, for it is holy to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be put to death. For whoever does any work on it, that person shall be cut off from among his people. For six days' work may be done, but on the seventh day there is a Sabbath of complete rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day shall surely be put to death. So the sons of Israel shall observe the Sabbath to celebrate the Sabbath throughout their generations as a perpetual covenant. It is a sign between me and the sons of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, but on the seventh day he ceased from labor and was refreshed. Well, let's keep going. Let's go to Nehemiah chapter 9. Nehemiah chapter 9. After the exiles come back from Babylon, they come back to Jerusalem. As they recount back to the days of Moses, one of the things that we find bringing forward in remembrance here in chapter 9 of Nehemiah as the people confess their sin, and as they stand to hear the word in the book of the law of the Lord, and as they stand to hear, and one of the things that is mentioned once again in verse 13 through verse 14 of Nehemiah chapter 9, then you came down on Mount Sinai and spoke with them from heaven. 
And you gave them just ordinances and true laws, good statutes and commandments. And you made known to them your holy Sabbath and laid down for them commandments and statutes and law through your servant Moses. Well, if you keep following this, let's go to Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 20. <coughs> Excuse me. Ezekiel chapter 20. And I want you to notice as we're, we're making our way through each of these accounts of the Sabbath. And as we watch as it begins to have a very special and prominent place. We come to Ezekiel chapter 20 and verse number 12. Also, I gave them my Sabbaths, or Shaphat, to be a sign between me and them that they may know that I am the Lord who sanctifies them. You know what's interesting? Every place you read, what is it all about? It's about the one who gave the Shabbat in the first place. It was a constant reminder to who? To God and who he is. Over and over and over again as we see this. So that you might know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Over and over and over again. God's own rest from his creation. When you consider the magnitude of what took place and the rest he gives us. Now get ready for this. This that we have in Genesis chapter 2 verse 1 through verse 3 had a far reaching effect that I think we lose sight of. What happened in Genesis chapter 2 verse 1 through verse 3 points forward to something for you and I today. Here's where the relevant portion comes into being is our rest. Our Shabbat is found in none other than Jesus Christ himself. That's where we find it. But here's what I want you to think about with me this morning. It is not the rest that is brought on by physical exhaustion. But it's the, it's the rest of finished work. So we find our rest in the finished work of who? Of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. Are you ready for this? Exceedingly of the highest degree of its absolute perfection. It could not accomplish anything more. So where do we find our rest at today? It's in Jesus Christ. Listen, God is not distant. Listen, he's not distant from his creation. Nor did he leave the universe to run by itself from that point. In Genesis chapter 2 and verse 2 and verse number 3. My dear friend, Jesus Christ is the ultimate Sabbath rest. That's who he is. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter number 4. The writer of Hebrews lays it out so well for us. Somebody asked me, Brother Robert, who do you think wrote the book of Hebrews? I said, I can tell you who the author is. It's God. And you ready for this? One day we'll know who scribed, okay, the pages. 
Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9 through verse number 11. Jesus Christ is the ultimate Sabbath rest. Look at verse 9. So there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Now, I want to point out something to you. In verse 9, that word rest there is the Greek word, and let me just give it to you, is sabbatismos. It is sabbatismos. I'm I'm going to paint a picture for you here as we move to verse 10. For the one who has entered his rest, the Greek word here is a different Greek word. It is the Greek word katapasis. So for the one who has entered his rest has himself also rested from his works as God did from his. Therefore, let us be diligent to enter that rest so that no one will fall through following the same example of disobedience. So what's the significance of those two as we change the Greek words there. Well, let me tell you something. Here's what you have to do. You have to dig a little bit deeper. You see, the Greek terms shift from the rest, linking Psalm chapter 95 and verse 11 to Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 2. Let's go to Psalm 95 and verse number 11. Psalm 95 and verse number 11. Beginning in verse 6, Psalm 95, beginning in verse 6. Notice as the psalmist writes, Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Today, if you would hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as at Meribah. As in the day of Massa in the wilderness, when your fathers tested me, they tried me, though they had seen my work. For 40 years I loathed that generation and said they are a people who err in their heart and they do not know my ways. Therefore I swore in my anger, truly, they shall not enter into my rest. That word rest there, speaking of a rest that can only be found in God, Genesis chapter 2 and verse number 2 is a noun, and that noun of rest is the Shabbat, it's the place that we find our ultimate rest. So when you put all of this together... What does it mean for us today? When God finished the work of creation, everything earthly was given so man would have a complete and satisfying life. A perfect, unbroken, unmarred fellowship with God in the garden. In other words, 
I can now rest, and they can rest where? In me. So where do we find our Sabbath rest today? It's found in Jesus Christ. That's where our Sabbath rest is. Turn with me to Colossians chapter number 2. Colossians chapter 2 is, is Paul pulls this all together for us. Colossians chapter 2 verse 16 and verse 17. What happened in Genesis chapter 2 in the resting of God and God setting in place was a shadow of something that was to come was much greater and it's for us today. Notice Colossians chapter number 2 and I want you to look at verse 16 and verse 17. Therefore, no one is to act as your judge in regard to food or drink or in respect to a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day. Things which are a mere shadow of what is to come. But I want you to notice the last phrase. But the substance belongs to who? It belongs to Christ. You see that? The substance. It belongs to Christ. The shadow of that rest. Jesus Christ is the reality to which the shadows pointed. So from Genesis 2 to Jesus Christ, where do we find our rest? And are you ready for this? It's all about God. It's not about us. It's all about Him. He instituted the Sabbath. Number two, the Sabbath command in the law was based on the principle of God's resting and ceasing. And then number three, Ultimately, the Sabbath rest was instituted as a symbol of the true rest to come in Jesus Christ. That's where it is. Are you ready for this? Eventually, to an eternal rest for all of eternity found in Jesus Christ alone. So the Sabbath, this special time set apart by God was for what? for his glory, and for his honor so that people would know who he was. We saw that over and over and over again. So for us, my question to you today is where is your rest found? Is it in this world that we live in today or is your rest truly found in Jesus Christ alone? Amen? So I encourage you today, to consider that. You know, most people think of the Sabbath day as the seventh day and you're not supposed to do any work. I remember growing up as a child, used to hear this all the time. Well, the Lord's day, you couldn't do anything. They didn't allow you to do anything. You couldn't go fishing. couldn't go to the store. Nothing. I mean, you could absolutely do anything. But the significance of the Sabbath the significance of the Lord's day and for us today we keep the Sabbath day of the law? We honor the first day of the week when Jesus Christ rose from the grave on Sunday, which is the first day of the week. 
We honor him. And our rest is found in Jesus Christ and in him alone. Let's bow our heads together as we pray.